David Villarazzo is an author, ordained pastor, a media contributor, and a podcaster. He's been involved in Christian ministry and broadcasting for over 30 years, and he's also become a dear friend of mine. David's joining me today to talk about his brand new book, Assault on the Image of God, Responding and Understanding and Responding to Attacks on the Bible, Human Life, and the Church. David has a very powerful voice talking about faith and culture, and today's going to be a great interview. I think you guys are going to really love it. This is the Heidi St. John Podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thank you, David, for coming on the show. It's always so good to see you. Every time. Always. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, you are a just a warrior for the Lord. And of course, it resonates with me because we're living in pretty incredible times right now. Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. Man. And you've got, you've got, so you and I over the years, I mean, obviously you've, you've done some, uh, you've done some guest hosting for me over on the radio locally in Portland. And we've been talking for years just about the assault that's been coming really levied at God's people in particular. You notice that in the schools, we don't see an attack against Islam. We are seeing an attack against Christianity. Oh. It's very blatant now. And yep. you've written a brand new book. I'm really excited about it called Assault on the Image of God, Understanding and Responding to attacks on the Bible, human life, and the church. Wow! I mean, just in the title alone, I'm like, you're you're going to be uh, you're going to be striking a whole lot of different areas of controversy right now. Well, that's just it. These these things need to be addressed and talked about. But believers need to understand. They need the ammo. They need to be prepared. Yeah. And that's why I love the subtitles. Really says it all. We know there is an assault, an all-out satanic attack on the image of God, on mm -hmm. Christ, his church, his people, that's us. And of course, America falls under the Israel, America, that falls under this attack too. But the subtitle, I really want to get that through, understanding and responding to attacks on the Bible, human life, and the church. That's for you. If you're listening right now or watching, this is for you. So you can read some of these things, and there's so much to talk about, but I condensed it pretty much mm -hmm. to uh, like 16 chapters, but 15 or 16. You need to know what's happening, and then from the biblical worldview to be able to discern what the Bible says about it, and then how we can respond. Once we understand what's happening, where these attacks are coming from, why things seem like there's a new level of evil. You know, evil is being called good. Good is being called yep. evil, Isaiah 520. But why? Why all of a sudden is this ramping up in these last days? Well, because Satan knows his time is short. First thing, Heidi, we know this battle, first and foremost, is spiritual. Forces of darkness are unleashed against mm -hmm. man, against humankind, against those who believe the word of God, trust in Jesus. Christians are being hit really hard. And if you aren't aware of those numbers, I've got a couple chapters on that. Attacks on believers, attacks on the church. We're talking about physical, like vandalism, uh, yep. death threats, bomb threats, all these different things. Pro-life pregnancy centers. There's a whole nother chapter on that. So we know that's ramping up. Persecution worldwide, globally is. So it would be no surprise that persecution is ramping up right here in the United States of America as well. Yeah, it's it's really true. And we're watching it, right? We absolutely are seeing it in our schools. Yep. We're seeing it in the government. We're watching openly now uh, men and women who we have elected to some of the highest offices in the land mocking our Speaker of the House, not because of his policy, but because right. of his faith in Jesus Christ. It's very blatant now. 
I want to touch on something. One of the chapters that you have in this book that was fascinating to me uh, sure. is titled, What Would Our Great Grandparents Think? And a, oh, couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke with my friend Ken Ham for a, a church summit here called uh, Facing the Giants, Equipping Your Kids to Face the Secular Giants. And I did an entire talk on how the United States was raised, you know, the, the founding fathers, we were founded on Judeo-Christian principles. It was Noah Webster who said education without the Bible is just for nothing, right? Because the God's word yes. says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We know that wisdom uh, is not attainable without the grace of God. And the fact that in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, what we are teaching our children today would be absolutely unimaginable to these people. They would not have recognized the country. Uh, why did you include this particular topic in your book? What would our great grandparents think? And by the way, that's one of the first chapters. Uh, yeah, chapter it's one the or second two, one. Cha second yes, chapter. Yeah. Think about this, friends, and the, your audience will get this, Heidi, right off the bat. Think about this. We've got not just the government, not just corporations, not just the education center, which is demonically inspired and controlled. Yep. We've got medical systems and hospitals that are doing transgender surgeries on children, on minors. They're cutting off healthy body parts and this, and they're keeping parents out of it for, in some cases, yep. just that one example what would our great-grandparents have to say about that? First of all, they would be going, wait a minute. You're, people are thinking they're a boy when they're not or they're a girl when they're a boy. First of all, they wouldn't even grasp that. Yeah. But we've, we're in such a culture of delusion and confusion. Satan is the father of lies and the author of confusion. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So this he's wreaking havoc on America, but the younger generation has been hit the hardest because this has been going now for decades. So if you ask, what would our great-grandparents think? Your audience, I know, would, would pretty much go, yeah, I can only imagine what my great-grandparents would say about this. Yeah, they wouldn't recognize our country no. because they knew no. that we needed to have faith in Christ. They knew that it was central to uh, just making sure that we we're able to communicate with each other clearly. And you're right about this confusion. And we know that that's not from God, right? Because the Bible teaches Absolutely. God is not the author of confusion. And so all this confusion that's coming in yeah. uh, is not is not from the Lord. You've talked about uh, the attacks that are happening, particularly as it relates to the pro-life community. We just had mm -hmm. Sanctity of Life Sunday just a couple yes. of uh, Sundays ago. The March for Life just happened in Washington, D.C. We had 35,000 people strong marching uh, on the streets of San Francisco in defense of life, uh, head by Lila, headed by uh, Lila Rose. And they were marching under a banner that said abortion hurts women. Mm -hmm. And as I watched that march happen, I was thinking, this is the only way, David, to counter these lies. The only answer to a bold lie is bold truth. And these are yes. days that require boldness. Uh, what are you What are you seeing when you write about the attacks on the pro-life community, the attacks mm -hmm. on Christians and churches, it, it requires a level of boldness, doesn't it? Yes, and we need to speak the truth about things that matter. We need to be talking about this. A lot of our pastors aren't, Heidi. Right. A lot of our pulpits are silent on this. And this goes back, We've I've written about it, you've written about it, we've talked about this for a long time. But I, on, our, on the cover of my book, there's a pregnant woman. That is one of the things that Satan hates. Human life in yep. pre-born yep. babies and mother's wombs. Do you remember in, uh, I think it's Matthew 2.16, uh, 
uh, where Herod, King Herod, slaughtered uh, all the babies in the area of Bethlehem and around the surrounding areas. I think it's yep. Matthew 2.16. I don't have an in front of me here. But anyway, that was one of the attacks. There's nothing new under the sun. Yep. So he wanted to stop the messianic line. He It was really an attack on Jesus Christ, but he wanted to prevent God's plan. And that's what Satan comes against. First and foremost, God has always had a plan set to go. It's been in motion. And Satan thought, if I can just murder all of the babies two year, years old and under, then that'll take care of this so-called Messiah that's supposed to come. Satan knows what the Bible teaches. He knows scripture better than a lot of Christians and churches, unfortunately. But so he knows this. And so that's what he tried to do back then. So today we've got our own slaughter. Some might call it a Holocaust in our own country. I mean, Planned Parenthood and the damage that they've yep. done in about a hundred years. And I know we can talk more about that, but so now, if you are just going out and standing in front of one of these uh, abortion centers, businesses, and praying, you can now be arrested or you can now be warned at least. You shouldn't be doing But this is a flip from where we were, say, 50 years ago Absolutely. when people valued human life in mother's wombs. Now, if we were to go and just try to save a few lives of young, confused yeah. women who have bought the lies— going in to a planned parent and saying, wait a minute, we'll adopt your baby or we'll we'll help you with you raise your, you know, they're just trying to help and they're praying. There's Americans that are being arrested now. Some of them are, are right now, as we speak, awaiting sentencing for being out there on a public sidewalk. Yeah. Because there's new laws that they're trying to, we could talk about that on another time, but we are very, in very interesting times. It's all demonically driven. And that's what we're seeing manifesting in the natural physical realm. These spiritual battles that are taking place now, we're seeing it right in front of our eyes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think one of the cases that you're referencing happened in Washington, D.C. It's been about two years ago now where there were pro-life activists out on sidewalks across the street from a Planned Parenthood and they were writing in chalk on the, on the, uh, on the sidewalk that babies' lives matter. And they were prosecuted for it. They were arrested and prosecuted for it. Uh, this is the United States. There was a case out of Minnesota not too long ago where a young boy was on this, a young man, not a boy, but a young man on the sidewalk, uh, uh, street preaching, essentially, and he was arrested for that. And this is the United States. People need to wake up. We've got a really important uh, election that's coming up. You and I have talked about this before. There's nothing that, uh, at least to me, we need to be careful, I think, as Christians, not to uh, replace the work of God with politics. But we know that God also works through politics. The Bible teaches us that God judges nations uh, by their leaders. How important is it that the church uh, wake up from its slumber and again begins to uh, engage in the public square, engage in these conversations? Because it seems to me like, David, we've pulled ourselves out of it. 
And I want people to be encouraged because this is a solvable problem, right? God's God's calling his people to the front lines. We don't need to sit here and you know, poke, uh, poke our head in the sand. I saw a woman on a Facebook post that I did the other day. We were talking about how DeSantis had dropped out of the race and endorsed President Trump. And she said, I'm not voting. I'm just waiting for the trumpet. And I just want to pull my hair out when I hear people oh, like that. Gosh. How important is it, David, that we, uh, that we, instead of being overwhelmed by this, we engage? Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We need to be people of action. Of all people, Christians, if you love your neighbor, first, you will tell them the truth. But second, you will care about what the government is doing policy-wise, yep. as far as legislation goes, to their children, whether it's in the public square or whether it's in the government schools. So millions, I think there's tens of millions of professing so-called Christians that don't even vote, Heidi. Yep. And I know yep. some of your audience might not know those numbers. That's a lot. If just 10% of those would say, all right, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go this election. I'm going to vote my biblical values. Elections, with, even with all the fraud and the cheating and the corruption, elections wouldn't even be close if just that fraction of believers in Christ would go to the polls and vote. Friends, don't give up. That's one of the only ways we have a say. And somebody's morality will be legislated. It's, a, it's either going to be a demonic antichrist worldview, or it's going to be the biblical worldview, policies that support life, freedom, that support you know actual education and not indoctrination, uh, all these things. So Friends, I can't encourage you more to vote. You might be discouraged by the results. And if you're in a blue state, sorry, but you, your vote still matters and you still have a say. So please don't give up on that. We've got a real shot here in Washington state. And this is obviously a very blue state. But uh, I had the opportunity to meet the man, one of the men who is running for governor, Dave Reichert, was in my office a couple of weeks ago. He has an 85% name ID recognition in the city of Seattle, which is really what you need if you're gonna if you're gonna move move the needle at all. And I think one of the reasons why you and I, David, have, have resonated with each other over the years is because we uh, we know that the surest way to lose a fight is just not to show up. It's just to you know put your put your sword down and and quit yeah. fighting. The last uh, chapter in your book, and I hope people will go out and get it. I'm gonna link back to it in the show notes today because I love you write with such clarity. And if people need like, I, someone asked me the other day, you know, good books on the culture and you were one of the first people that came to mind because it's like a oh, handbook for war, right? Mm. Just to get in there, understand what's happening around us from a biblical perspective. And then what does God say? And when we know what God says, it informs what we're supposed to do. But yes. your last chapter is called Encourage Yourself in the Lord, Faith Through Trials. You're going through a pretty, a pretty big trial in your own life. Uh, right now. And it's been a little bit of while, a little bit of time since you've been on my show. Uh, Tell listeners a little bit about what's happening in your life right now, because you're speaking from experience here. It's really coming Mm -hmm. from your heart. Well, I wrote that chapter to encourage people, but not to give up also. But yeah, my wife, Rosanna, she got the, I don't know how we can say it without being censored, but the shot, the injection um, during COVID. And she, um, since that time, within weeks after that, she started experiencing cognitive decline and confusion. And what she now, what the hospital system calls it, is functional neurological disorder, FND, or cognitive uh, neurological disorder. So there, I have to take care of the meals. She she has problems even signing her name. Um, she can't 
you know, do things around the house. She can't drive anymore. Uh, different things. So there's a lot of and ways she's young. affected us. My age, I mean, call me young. I'll take it. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. It's it's been uh, really disturbing, and we're we're trying to go to do some more significant testing, extensive testing, to see if we missed anything. But she's had the CT scans and the MRIs, and nothing would explain it at, to this point, other than those shots that cause yeah. something to An trigger in her system and cause a brain injury or something to be altered. Like, thank God it's not cancer. Thank God it's not myocarditis or heart issues. Some people have died, you know, from heart attacks. But it's, a, but it's time we wake up and it's time we realize, you know, this can happen. Um, but the point is, I wanted to encourage people in some way, we're all dealing with warfare. Christians, you will not escape this life if you know, you were a Christian and, and you want to tell people about it and live for the live for Christ. You will not escape without warfare and without trials. So that was an encouragement to stay strong in trials and to consider how much of a vapor this life is. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 90, verse 12, that says, teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. So we might have that perspective that it is short. I might live another day, another week, another 10, 20 years. Who knows? But it's not guaranteed. But the hope that we have is beyond this life. And so the eternal and not the temporary, which we're often just, you know, faced with and forced to just look at and deal with. So what that was really to open up a little, be a little vulnerable. We all go through stuff and I don't care who knows. I want people to pray. Yeah. And, and so there, there's I, power yeah, go ahead. in that. I just, well, I so appreciate it. You've got, there's a group on Facebook where people can follow uh, yes. you and your wife's journey through all this. Is that open to anyone if they, if they search for Absolutely. it? Absolutely. It's a group. It's called Rosanna's Journey. And so go ahead and you can ask to join. And it's just to keep, I just try to, I just did an update the other day. Just try to, here's where we're at. This is what we've done. Here's, you know, there's still a little, little decline, no improvement. But uh, just letting people know where we're at, that we still need prayers, that we're still trusting God. God can use you no matter what you're going through. And uh, he's taught me how to serve my wife. And I wasn't doing that, you know, in the way that I am now, at least. Um, and he's taught me a lot. But uh, it's, been, it's been a hard two and a half years. But this is where we're at. I'm not going to curse God. He's allowed it. His, he is sovereign. So I trust him that he will get the glory out of this somehow. Well, he's already getting the glory out of it because mm -hmm. of the way that you and Roseanne are walking through this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I so appreciate you. your voice. You've, you speak with in tremendous clarity on mm -hmm. the issues that we're facing in the culture right now. These are incredible times. This is an incredible time to be a Christian. And yes. uh, I think we're going to see a whole lot of uh, mon funny monkey business coming along in the, in 2024. Oh I'll tell you, uh, buckle up. It's a bumpy ride, you know, mm -hmm. that we're we're living in a fallen world. But we know that we fight from a place of victory. We fight from Amen. victory as children of the living God. And one of these days, we're going to be standing before the Lord. And uh, and I am, I know, and you are too, looking forward to that day. Because I'm just like, Amen. okay, Lord, you know. But in the meantime, he said, take, he said, uh, take dominion. We are called to pray. We're called to yeah. walk in faith. That that's what you're doing. Again, uh, the book is called Assault on the Image of God, Understanding and Responding to Attacks on the Bible, Human Life, and the Church. And where can people find that, David? Is it on Amazon? Where do they find yeah. it? Thank you for asking. So important because this time I decided because of everything that was going on in my life, I decided to self-publish. And uh, 
And so it's available on Amazon, yes, ebook and the paperback. But also Jan Markell has actually become, uh-huh. she distributes a lot of great Christian books. And if you go to Olive Tree Views, she's selling it for, I think, almost $5, $5 less than Amazon. So Olive Tree Views under the store there. Um, Amazon. You can go to my website if you miss any of this. It's davidfiorazzo.com. But I appreciate that, Heidi. I just want to say one thing, going back to people saying, I just want to just kick back and wait for the Lord to take me. I'm done. Right, I'm out yeah. of here. Yeah, I'm right. Waiting for the it, trumpet. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to deal with all this cultural <laughs> chaos. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. We are here. Bec- we've missed completely the concept of being salt and light. Boy. And we have, because of people like you know, the motivational pastor, pre, uh, preacher, Joel Osteen and others mm-hmm. and uh, other authors like that. We have this idea that, you know, we're just supposed to have good lives, best lives, very few problems. It's I call it a cruise ship mentality rather than a battleship mentality. We are to fight. We are to fight for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are an ambassador, and we are, as 2 Corinthians 5 says, we are ambassadors for Christ. What does that mean? We represent our King, King yeah. Jesus. And read about what, when he, when he returns, read about what that's going to look like and judgment, the coming judgment, him coming back uh, to judge the nations. Read about that and, and think of ourselves now as ambassadors for that Jesus, because a lot, we miss that oftentimes. But I just want to encourage you guys, don't give up. Keep fighting the good fight of faith, and God is in control, and we are here for a purpose right now. I love that. For such a time as this, David Fiorazzo, it's always a joy to have you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Heidi, and you'll be on my show soon. I'm looking forward to it. If you guys want more information on today's guest, you can hop on over to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. I'll link back to David's new book. Also, you can find him online at DavidFiorazzo.com. Com. I hope you guys will pick this book up. I meant what I said. These are handbooks for war. And David speaks with incredible clarity and hope uh, to the issues that we're dealing with in the culture right now. Keep Roseanne in your prayers, too. And you guys can follow her group on Facebook. We appreciate that. I know they do, too. Prayer is powerful. And that's something God's been impressing on my heart in the last several weeks, for whatever reason, is a call to prayer. And we are called to be people of prayer. And I, God changes things. So don't give up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.